previously on Quantum Kickflip. She starts to feel that pull into the segmented eye. Mm. She feels herself almost like tumbling into this eyeball, but she shakes her head, pulls herself out of it, slams on her coat sleeve. Um, Mm -hmm. And in that moment, she's like, everybody move, but not before reaching out with uh, one limb, which as you remember with me, it means two hands. <laughs> Grabbing that big old eyeball on either side with a hand on either side and yeah. yanking. Ooh. I did go looking for you. What did I find? You were there, joined in their temple. I didn't have a choice. You left me with them. That's not what being on a crew is about. That's You don't you don't just leave. You, you stick it out. You stay together and you stick it out. Trev, I'm sorry to hear that your memory only goes back that far. I feel like there are a lot of things I've seen you do that prove beyond a doubt that you are a fantastic empathy valet. When I think of everything you did for Faye, there's no doubt in my mind. Where is Faye? Listen, Trev, I'm, I've got to get going. My name is Gabor, and I and my associates here are part of an organization that I believe you may have heard of called Shimmer. Uh, and you you turn to face an Operablin. He's a little bit shorter than you. He has like swoopy brown hair and he's got just like a little bit of eyeliner on. And he says, that was incredible. Are you scared? Of, of the drop? Yeah, what else would I be talking about? Uh, yeah, no, nothing else scary happening at all here. Nothing, nothing intimidating in any... Um, <clears throat> she wants to yank a bunch of the catwalk oh. down onto them. You manage to flee from the grasp of the sword sliders, but one Wanda Wick was not so lucky. I untethered myself with that dagger. You said we were going to sell it. I did sell it after I used it for myself. I need all of you at this point, Walt included, to roll for disaster. And welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster actual play podcast. My name is Lena. I'm your host and your Slugmaster. And with me are five of my best and funniest friends in the whole world. And they are going to introduce themselves to you now. As you introduce yourselves, players, I would like to know, what is your favorite supernatural monster? Your your vampires, your uh, Frankensteins, etc. What's What tickles your fancy? Hi there, I'm Michael Vetch, and I play Walton Wick, the chill playbook with the Robot Companion. Uh, and I, I'm a fan of uh, uh, Japanese folklore, the the yokai kind of spirits, uh, m- many of which you, you might see things like there's a little umbrella who hops around, who's got a foot and one mouth and an eyeball, or or like a kappa who's like a, a turtle with a bald spot who likes cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought turtles were all bald spot. Usually the turtles don't have the hair, so yeah. like he's got a ring of hair that shows his prominent oh, bald spot, okay. and then it catches water, and then if, if you trick him to spill the water, then you don't get eaten like a cucumber. <laughs> Oh, well, that makes sense. I like Japanese folklore. That's my kind of mysterious vibes. (laughs) Hi, I'm Robin. I play Maybelline Zandros, the grit playbook with the photonic jacket. Uh, If I got to pick a favorite uh, supernatural monster, I'm going to go with the, the It Follows monster. The monster that, like, 
you, you have sex and then it uh, follows you forever and, and fucks you to death. Because, like, people say that it's, you know, very scary and bad news, but I, I think I could change him. <laughs> I, I could, you know, a bit of a bad boy, but I think I could, you know, get through to his emotional side and, and, and forge a healthy relationship. <laughs> Hi, I'm Liam. I play Helix Pinnacle, the smarts playbook with the hard light board. Uh, and I know it's going to sound a little snobbish, but um, not only do I like the Krampus, but I was into the Krampus before it was cool. <laughs> uh, the Krampus is having a renaissance, and I've I've been uh, hip to the Krampus's whole deal f- 20 years on now. Um, way before other people knew about him, I was thought it was hilarious <laughs> that he came and like snatched up kids. And putting kids in bags always, always uh, gives me a kick, so. Um, okay, hang on. <laughs> like, 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 it's funny. I don't mean like it's not. Funny. <laughs> it's funny to kidnap kids in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's sure. weird. I'm not being weird about it. Yeah, it's a super normal thing. <laughs> hey, I'm Glenna. I play Brinley Zerk, the guts playbook with the gravity blaster gauntlet. And I don't know. I like werewolves because they're mostly just like guys for most of the time. And then and then you have a puppy one time. <laughs> Puppy one time. <laughs> sometimes uh, depends on what lore you're going with. Because sometimes it's like, oh, you have animalistic rage and you can't control yourself. And sometimes it's like, oh, it's your deepest desires are being enacted, like your primal urges are being enacted by the the wolf. And sometimes you're just a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is David Ray, and I play Trev for the Heart Playbook uh, with the hyper optic visor. And my Personal, all-time, favorite monster, classic monster that we all know and uh, despise and hate. Uh, I am going to say ghost. Ghost. Just ghost. Just ghost, huh? Yeah, just ghost. Well, I, you know what? Because I moved into a house uh, uh-huh. that was later hit by two buses. Uh, and the first <laughs> night I was in there, it was just like I just heard creaking and noises and everything like that. I'm like, this, there is something in here. And that that's that's as, ghosts feel real sometimes, and that was the scary part about that house. Yeah, <laughs> not the not. two buses. Yeah, it turns out that ghost was trying to warn me about two buses. Were the buses driven by ghosts, or were the buses ghosts? <laughs> uh, and as I said, my name is Lena. I am your host and slugmaster, and uh, my favorite supernatural monster. Is, uh, I don't know, probably vampires, because I'm a basic bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, boots, pumpkin spice lattes, vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know, you yeah. get it. Uh, my least favorite supernatural monster is whatever force causes uh, people to split up in horror movies, because y'all are my best friends and I don't want you to go anywhere. Aww. Aww. Uh, speaking of spooky stuff... Uh, lots of that has happened and will continue to happen. Let's play some Slug Blaster. Yeah! Yeah. Look up behind you! and Waltz. You are all on your way home from your various excursions. You have all managed to evade capture, and the worst is behind you. Or is it? 
That's right, it's that time again. Time to roll for disaster. Some of you are faring better than others as far as your trouble boxes go. But nonetheless, for every empty trouble box you have, I need a d6, please. Did we get any sixes? Yes. Yes. Walt. What? You had like two d6. I got a two and a six. I don't Damn. know. Damn. <laughs> I marked no trouble, so I was little doubt that I was not going to get a six. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. Okay, well, uh, for Helix, Trevor, and Walt, mark a style. Easy street. Did we get any fours and fives? Yo. Yeah, five. All right. I, yeah, that makes sense, given all of your empty trouble boxes. Uh, close call. Mark one trouble, but avoid disaster. I think I'm going to keep it simple for the results of the disaster roll, given that everyone only marked style and trouble. No disaster actually struck. You know, maybe, Brinley, you get in a little bit of hot water at home. Maybe, Maeve, you get in a little bit of hot water at the Arborist Temple. You have to sneak in through the window again, and Charla is not pleased with your antics. Um, But Walt... You manage to escape, make it back to Kindred Tower scot-free. You will have to deal with the ramifications of your cousin and the leader of the Wicks being detained. But, you know, we'll deal with that when we come to it. Trev 4, you return back to the bot shop without any incident whatsoever. And Helix, I mean, since you've been a variable, you've been put under a whole ton of stress. But also, it's weirdly been a blessing and a curse in that they seem a lot less preoccupied with your extra-dimensional capers. With that, let's go into some cleanup. Let's start with some crew style. Shredders, plus three style on runs where you race, chase, or land big tricks. Ultronauts, plus three style on runs where you find a new world or deal with dimensional weirdness. I would argue both. We definitely raced and chased, uh, but also we went to a dimension that we have never been to before and like specifically to deal with the dimensional weirdness of that walt raced and chased we uh dimensional weirdness did it did yeah that's true so by your combined efforts of the five of you <laughs> you get six crew style <laughs> yeah <laughs> interesting i'm sure there's some sort of commentary that could be made here <laughs> uh i think the last thing i'll say in this uh cleanup phase which feels misleading because this is very messy. Uh, but <laughs> Maeve and Brinley, I think you deliver the vampire eyeball to Hattie. I don't know. Like I, oh, Brinley m- wants to. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. I think Maeve will will get talked into it by Brinley because I think in the moment it was just like, oh, we got tasked with this. We should grab it. And then seeing the actual effect on Mondo and everything is like, oh. Do we want Shimmer to have this power? Is that okay? We made a promise, man. Yeah, no, you're right. I suppose we... Yeah, yeah, we keep our promises, don't we? Exactly. Not like some people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're always right, Brinley. You're so smart. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so yeah, uh, Maeve seems hesitant, but sounds like Brinley manages to convince her Mm -hmm. to uphold their end of the bargain. Uh, And yes, you do deliver the vampire eyeball to Hattie. Maybe's just been carrying it in like an inside pocket of her coat, and that that whole pocket is kind of like darkly stained now like it's just a- she forgot about it for a moment was like am i really sweaty in one specific area yeah. oh no 
And they go to see Hattie, and Hattie, like, holds out her hand and is like, oh, uh, yeah, hang on, uh, this one, no, it was, right, right, it's here, and just, like, splorch. <laughs> uh, Hattie looks, um, a little disgusted. She is kind of holding it and doesn't really know what to do, and then she, like, kind of thinking as quickly as she can, she just puts it in her freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good call. It's uh, I wouldn't recommend pocket. Uh, washes her hands thoroughly, and as the water's running, she's like, do you want to maybe get in on this? Maeve is in the process of wiping her hands on her robe and then sees the water is like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> washes her hands. You came through for me in a big way. I'm not going to forget this. I hope you're good to make some other deliveries to us in the near future. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. We really want to start making steps to bringing the towers together. And I think that your crew, the five of you, will be instrumental in this. Well, that sounds excellent and not ominous at all. Thank you. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> all right. Talk soon. Does Hattie know that there's only four of us now? She said five. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Move if no one corrects her... Yeah. That's what she says. And with this delivery, I'm going to give you a plus one with Shimmer, putting you at a plus three. Woo! Ride Woo. or die. That feels very literal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, never has ride or die sounded like such a threat. Yeah, it's, an <laughs> option. it's an option. Yeah. Everyone clear your slams, clear your attitude and your turbo. And with that... We're going to go into some downtime. So yeah, I think we are joining up with Walt and uh, the Wicks and Clem, uh, escaping from the Septenary Spire. Yeah. I believe it is called. Uh, after having completed the drop, they've managed to find some loose back passage in a lower level of Lansden, and they're back onto a skyway between Lansden and Kindred. And they're finally sort of catching their breath with no no, no sense that there are uh, <laughs> heavily armed uh, security officers sliding on swords down behind them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think maybe at this point you have all, like... The coast is clear, basically. You've you've lost the trail of the of the sword sliders at this point. Wendy is trying too hard to play it casual, but she is very much out of breath. Um, Whitney looks completely unfazed. Uh, and Clem is just like shaking head to toe. Um, and he's like, that I d drop? Are they gone? I think so, but hey, you did it. Yeah. In fact, if it wasn't for you doing, I don't know that any of the rest of us would have made that. <sighs> yeah. Um. Cool. Good. And he just like gives the most awkward thumbs up, like st mostly in a state of shock. <laughs> uh, sorry, Clem. Um, Wendy. Uh, Whitney. What? Wh what's our plan? How are, how are we going to get Wanda? Whitney gives you a confused look. You know, like, well, they still managed to grab her shoot back there. We, we, do, do we think they'll be en route to their headquarters or uh, how do the sword sliders work? I, I don't really know. 
a ton about them. Uh, how they work is you don't cross the sword sliders. Okay, but but they just crossed the wicks, so what's our response? <laughs> response? Yeah. We can't just leave, Wanda. We don't really have much choice, Walt. We have to wait. Wanda will get out, and we just have to trust that she won't rat any of us out. Rat us out? We need to have her back, though. She was just talking about how, how I peeled back before, and people weren't watching out for me. We need to watch out for her. Well, she's not going to peel back. How can you be so casual about this? Well, we don't have a choice, Walt. And and Whitney kind of nods. No, there's... There's always got... There has to be some kind of choice. We've always got a choice. There's got to be something we can do. Whitney crosses her arms and raises an eyebrow, and Wendy says, Whitney's right. What's your plan, hotshot? I guess I don't have one, but... It starts with not just waiting here. If none of you are coming with me, I, I just have to go. Clem, I'm... Sorry that all of this is happening. Uh, it was nice to meet you, but I... Come on, Carson, again. And Walt skates away. All right. What is this beat? Uh, this beat is darkness. Woof. <laughs> That's in the text. <laughs> your issues hurt your own crew. How? What did you say? Do or not do? Plus one fracture. Uh, and this plays a little differently because at the moment, Walt's crew isn't Gold Star Disaster. That's um, right. Your crew is the Wicks. At this point, uh, the Gold Star Disaster status with the Wicks is unstable. So I feel like it might be a fair trade instead of incurring a fracture with Gold Star Disaster, the crew that Waltz currently is not a part of. Hmm. I might give you minus three with the Wicks and resolve that unstable status. Ooh, uh, that is low, but uh, also makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right. Um, I think from there, Walt has gone off to the Sword Slider headquarters and, like, he doesn't have a daring rescue attempt or anything, but he's he's essentially the one to, like, kind of bail Wanda out or whatever. Yeah, like, I feel like, you know, Wanda is part of, uh, of a pretty big deal crew. <laughs> a crew that is also sponsored by Miper, which is a giant tech company. So maybe, Walt, you actually get a chance to speak with Wanda. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, she's able to sort of give you the numbers you need to call and the connections that you need to make to expedite her release. Mm -hmm. uh, so very much a, a not a daring rescue attempt. And I don't know if it's the kind of thing where you like fully bust her out, but where she might have been in there for longer you know, you're you're able to help the process along a little bit. Yeah. Walt does the work to help that situation. Uh, and then I think he just has to tell Wanda that, Wanda, thank you and your sisters for all the space and help with the Wicks. It was a great opportunity, but I, I just don't know that it's the fit for me right now. Ah, <sighs> that really sucks to hear. But if that's how you feel, then I guess I can't stop you. So... Is this it? Are you just done slug blasting now? I might be. I don't know. I just know that this isn't the crew that I need right now, if I am. <sighs> well, you think real hard about it, Waltz, because it's gonna suck not having you around.
Felix's pinnacle. You are in your room at your computer mm-hmm. where you are currently on a video call. In your screen, you see an immaculate backdrop um, that clearly tips that the person on the other side of this video call is from Kindred Tower. Uh, this person is an older operablin man uh, wearing a suit jacket, has gold-framed glasses, uh, bald with a salt-and-pepper beard. And this individual is interviewing you for a profile that will be aired throughout the Three Towers of Operablum. Uh, and he says... Um, and then you say that uh, after that, uh, everyone cracked open the many berry and you all just tucked in. Yeah, yeah, we we tucked into the many berries. Uh, it, it was it was gnarly. It tasted really good, but it was it was probably the gnarliest smell I think I've ever smelled. And uh, I'm from Web. I've seen some of the slime tubes break open. Uh, those can be pretty rank. <laughs> oh yes, that sounds positively putrid, but nothing compared to the exploits of the stinkhole. Yeah, the the stinkhole was was pretty gnarly, and uh, that's that's where I filed my paperwork for that f- fussed sponsorship, as anyone who saw our episodes of Stunts knows. Yes, yes, uh, of course. The, the the big thing on everyone's mind, every, the question that everyone has been asking me, everyone has been saying to me, Raz, Rasterson, Masterson, the third, you must <laughs> inquire to... Mr. Helix Pinnacle, why? Why did you turn down the sponsorship by Fust? Uh, yeah, a fair question, uh, Mr. Masterson. Uh, Raz, as a- Yes, you can call me Raz. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it just, uh, as I said on that, that episode, it just, it wasn't the, the right time for our crew. I mean, a Gold Star Disaster- uh, just means so much to me. I'm really uh, having a lot of success and fun uh, expressing myself through the slug blasting we do. Maybe it's stupid stunts like stunts. Maybe it's runs. Um, as I said, anyone who saw the episode saw me toss that away because it, it just wasn't right for us at the time. We're still figuring out where we are. In fact, something that folks might not know uh, who saw that stunts episode, Gold Star Disaster, the day we filmed that at least, was a five-member crew. Uh, we, oh. Yeah, we, we actually had a member of uh, uh, now part of the Wicks oh. um, was 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 hanging out with us, uh, a guy named Walton Wick. You know, uh, slug blasting is a messy business, literally covered in many berry juice and stings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, well, just it, it, he got cut from the episode because it would make sense. It didn't make sense that someone would leave partway through. But I just want to say I uh, had such a blast recording with Walt that day. Walton Wick. Honestly, one of the most unique slug blasters I have met. Uh, mostly because he's not really like a big slug blaster guy. He just he has a lot of passion for the things he does. In his case, Daibokin, uh, and he brought that to our crew. That enthusiasm, that commitment to the hobby, commitment to the cause, uh, that I found I found very inspiring. And it was a bit of a drag that he got cut from uh, from the episode. Oh, yes, very sad to see. Uh, uh, yes, Daibokin has been uh, undergoing something of a renaissance lately. Who's, who's your favorite Daibokin? Uh, uh, Thespikin. Oh, like like Thespian? Yes. Oh, that's that's very clever. Right. <laughs> 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 
Well, those were truly some uh, inspired words in uh, uh, Wick. if you are, in fact, watching this episode as uh, members and all towers of Operablum uh, can. Uh, I, I hope you take these words to heart, because they did seem to come from the heart. Uh, this is, of course, a, a historic moment, as I've alluded to earlier. Uh, myself, Rastus and Masterson III, from Kindred Tower, interviewing Helix Pinnacle from Web Corporation. Uh, this uh, must be very exciting for you as well. Uh, it really is. I, I think uh, uh, some of the higher ups in every tower might not appreciate me saying this, but I, I think it's high time that uh, we found a little more social cohesion between the towers. Uh, I think that's one of the things Gold Star Disaster represents really well. We've got uh, members from every tower, even without Walt. Uh, we, we all towers are representing. We uh, are an operablin slug blasting crew, and we represent all of operablin when we go to the other dimensions. So. That is truly profound in how united you are. And now it's got us this. Now I'm talking to you uh, from Kindred, uh, and it's going to be for everyone across the the towers. It, I'm, I, I couldn't be more thrilled. So what's next? What's next for Gold Star Disaster, and, and what's next for Helix Pinnacle? You know, uh, I learned a lot about myself in the stunts episode. Uh, I've always been a big fan I was ready to uh, commit myself fully to being a professional stunt with a Zed man. Uh, and and I, I just realized uh, in that exchange we had with BRB, I just want to be a great slug blaster. I want to see what we can do with this hobby, with this art form. How far can we take it? How far can we push it? And I am so vuxing stoked that we get to do this. I get to do this with Gold Star Disaster. With or without Walt, it's still an amazing crew. And uh, I just, I really think there's going to be big things in store, not for Helix Pinnacle, but for all of Gold Star Disaster, and therefore, all of Operablum. Oh, that is truly exciting. It feels like we are at the dawn of a new era of cooperation between the towers, and, and I am thrilled to see that. Helix, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, absolutely. Uh, this has been Rasterson, Masterson the Third. Uh, Rasterson, uh, qu- quote, Raz, quote, Ra- Masterson the Third, <laughs> reporting for... Teen Zone Extreme. <laughs> thank, thank you for having me. Uh, you guys said you were paying me with uh, skip mode runner technology. Is those, is those coming in the mail? Do I have to, like, a voucher? Let me just stop the recording real quick. Oh, sure. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Helix. Tell me about this beat. So that was full realization, sort of the end of the smarts beat arc. Uh, full realization. And just like that, it snaps together. What or who helped you see the missing piece? Uh, and I think it was it was the Suns crew helped me see that missing piece uh, and the thing we just did in the uh, Thenis Bar with Maybelline's crew. Uh, Helix has never been more committed to slug blasting. He doesn't necessarily want to be a stunts man, but it does. That was one of the stepping stones to get there. He is fully committing himself to this, uh, especially now that he is unburdened by the obligations to the pinnacle project right he's he can go and put himself in there he doesn't have to answer to anyone yet uh and so that's going to bring bring the smarts beat uh arc to a close uh still have identity and family beats to go through uh but that's going to get me a legacy uh it's going to get me a trait um Mm -hmm. and that trait is going to be uh power user gain another signature and that's a little bit about the the skip modes there nice Uh, so i got skip modes now uh what do we lana what should we call this legacy Ooh. Teen Zone Extreme? Teen Zone Extreme. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, tentatively, yeah. Teen Zone Extreme is going to be the legacy. And I guess um, I would also, I can clear either a Doom or a Fracture. 
Uh, and we're racking up the fracture. So I think, I think I will use this on a fracture. Um, I think we've got one on the list called without Walton Wick. Helix in the, in the best way he knew how, uh, sort of publicly wanted to call Walton in, uh, let him know he was appreciated. He's had a little bit of time to cool off. Uh, so I'm hoping to, to clear that fracture without Walton Wick. Not necessarily like, oh, it's, you know, it's all in the past. Walt's back in the crew, but more like there's no hard feelings. And yeah. wherever we go from here, there's no bad blood kind of thing. Precisely. Yeah. Nice. Your fracture boxes are totally clear. Things are looking up for Gold Star Disaster. You have been summoned by post host to go to the central hub. It is not a shift that you are working, um, but nonetheless, you have been summoned. How do you get there? Well, I feel like it's it's been a long time since we've seen Bryn do her classic, uh, I guess I just did, whatever. I want Spider-Man. I'm do some Spider-Man swings. Spider-Man uh, swings. Like, maybe she was a little higher up in the tower. What do Lansden kids do for fun? Watching theater? I- <laughs> yeah, it's the, there's a... There's a there's an improv troupe that Brantley like really likes. There's an improv troupe right now, yeah. And they do pop-up improv. Yeah. Um, so they, like, gather crowds in the street, and then they ask for suggestions, and then they do... It, it goes over so well at Lansden. <laughs> yeah, Brantley loves it. Yeah, it's so good. It's so funny. Yeah. And just, like, every show is different. That's every what makes show it special. Is different, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she was probably, like, higher up to, to catch one of these shows. Uh, so she does her, her classic, like, free fall through the pedways, uh, using the gravity blaster to uh, hook on to, to, uh, to catwalks and such so that she doesn't, like, die. Um, <laughs> and sort of swings her way down to, to post host. And, uh, of course... <laughs> I like to think that she does like a like a, a running like a baseball slide into the door, like just <laughs> just because it's a little more efficient. Yeah, um, these doors used to be like uh, sensor detected sliding doors, mm-hmm. um, but since Brindley started working there, they're almost like saloon style, yeah. or like the kind in like a restaurant that leads to the kitchen. Uh, so they just like burst open and then just like go do 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 and like go back into place. You can picture what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you baseball slide in, and Arachne, like every single time you do this, goes, ah, ah, oh, oh, it's you. Hi. Um, you need to go into the back room. Oh, the back room? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks. I thought, is there a delivery you need, or? Um, you just need to go into the back room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> thanks, Arachne. You're welcome. And then you go into the back room. Uh... And as you go into the back room, you uh, see uh, something that maybe you are not expecting. Hattie is there. And Gabor. Ah, Brimley. Punctual oh. as usual. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do pride myself on my punctuality. That's good. And it's exactly that kind of drive that we are looking for. We need to ask a favor. A bit of an ongoing favor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, see, you have become quite the talk of Lanston Tower as the only non-drone courier of Post Host, and also given 
the connection that you have provided between Lansden and Wilkie's Candy Lab, you're quite, uh, getting quite popular. Oh, thanks. I mean, that's nice that people are, like, noticing me and stuff. And we are looking to capitalize on that somewhat. We want you to take on a bit more of an on-call approach. Oh. We want you to make as many deliveries as you can to Kindred and to Web. Things are really starting to uh, pick up with Tower cooperation, which is quite exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I agree. <laughs> so you're you're good to do that then? Yeah, sure. That that sounds great. And this so this is for like post host or uh yes, it would all be through post host. Uh we want to sort of set up post host as the delivery service of Operablum with you as the heart of it. I like how that sounds. It sounds amazing. <laughs> Of course, this does mean that you need to be on call, as in, we need you, and you're there, with your trademark punctuality. I think I could do that, yeah. You think? Well, I mean, there there's the slug blaster stuff that I do, and, and you know, I'd like to make time for my friends. Of course, but there is, of course, the greater need here. You understand. Oh, right. (laughs) Very important stuff, absolutely. I don't think you understand just how important this is, Brinley. And Hattie kind of looks around for a second. She says, People are calling you the hero of Lansden. If not for you, Kindred and Webb might form an alliance without us. You're the linchpin in all three towers working together. Whoa. (laughs) Now I think she gets it, and Hattie shoots a look to Gabor. Alright, um, uh, consider me at your service. Excellent. I am very much looking forward to our partnership, and Gabor extends his fist. (laughs) Oh yeah, fist bumps! Fist bumps! (laughs) Gabor extends his fist. Uh, Brinley, uh, like, punches it way too hard. <laughs> um, it kind of hurts because he's got that flashy gold ring on his oh, middle right. finger. <laughs> so you, you're going to have a bit of a bruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's it? Tell me about this beat. All right. That was Star Power, which is on the guts track. More attention, more special offers, and it's going to your head. How do you treat your ent- uh, entourage, crossed out crew, uh, one fracture and one legacy? And we had discussed that Brinley isn't necessarily willfully ignoring her crew, but she uh, she's finding that her loyalties are split. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, what do we want to call... Okay, do we want to call the legacy and the fracture two different things, or do we want to call them the same thing? Do we uh, want to call them both Hero of Land? That's, that's what, I, what I'm yes, thinking. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking. All right. So you have the legacy, Hero of Lansden, and the fracture... Hero of Lansden. That is one fracture box of two full. I think following uh, parting ways with Wanda, 
Walt makes his way back to floor 303 in Kindred and takes the familiar walk back home. Um, as he's going, he does his, his classic daily tasks with Carcinican on the Dibovice and gives him a little, little, little food pellet and whatever and all, all those. <laughs> oh, it's the minigame where you have to rub a little sponge on him, you know. Class- yeah. <laughs> classic daily tasks for pet games. Make sure uh, it's in the right place where Carcinican get angry. Oh, he doesn't like it when you scrub the claws. Those are his special claws. <laughs> those are his special claws. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but he makes his way back up to the familiar apartment uh, of uh, where he lives. Uh, and he heads on up, and opening the door going into the kitchen, uh, he doesn't see the familiar sight of the flashing red dot on the answering machine, uh, but instead, his parents, Winchell and Waverly Wick, sitting at the kitchen table. <laughs> Welcome home, honey. Uh, I made dinner. Mom? Hey, champ. Dad? Mm. You, you're home? Mm-hmm. Yes, we live here, silly. This is our, at least according to the deed. <laughs> uh, comedy. Um, you, yeah, of course you live here. I just wasn't expecting, sorry, uh, sorry if I'm late for dinner. I was, I, I was out with, uh, Wanda, Wendy, Whitney, cousins, Wicks. Oh, oh the Wicks. Mm. Remember the last time we went out with their parents uh, on our vacation? Oh, yes. Mm. Mm. It was a lovely time. And remember when the bird landed on, on the shoulder? And it was just like, what's, what is a bird doing down here on the uh, uh, 700th floor? You know? <laughs> Everyone called you Whisperer Wick the whole time because you were a little bird whisperer. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> come, come, sit, sit. Oh, uh... Yeah, um... Sounds like you've been very busy. Uh, I guess you could say that, um... I was, I've actually been doing some, uh, slug blasting with, with my cousins. Or, well, I, I was, but... Well, actually, things are, haven't been going Oh, they're slug there. blasting. It uh, just goes... They go everywhere. They go... I, from what I understand, they go to other dimensions a lot. That's That yeah. seems to be, like, wow. a big thing that they do during yes. the slug Have you blast. been to other dimensions? Uh... I had I, well, I, I hadn't gone with them yet, but well, I, I probably won't go with them anymore. Oh, well, actually... you will, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, of definitely. course. Because well, no, you went to Prismadia with them, right? I, I guess I did, but that was uh, I was actually a long time ago. But after that, I had a I was with a different crew, and then I split away what from are them. The dimensions but it... that are close to here. What? I don't know what any of them. I just know Prismadia because mm, yes. you know Wanda was telling me no, about but... that. And she mentioned a couple others, and isn't isn't there a water one? Oh, a water one. Have There's you been to the water, water Is that one, one close to here? I, the, is there maybe a desert one with, the, like, a sun? Really, no, there's not a desert not really one if there's a water other, one, if, Winchell. Uh, based on how the metaphysics works, it... Is it all right if I actually go eat in my room? Oh, I thought we were we were just catching up. It's been so lovely oh, to talk yeah, to you. I, it's, it's great to have a conversation with two active parties. Yes, I love having the time to talk with you two. Um, I love having conversations with two other people as well. Yes, yes. Well, you know what? It sounds like you're exhausted because he's had a long day. We've had very long days as well. Oh, man, you wouldn't believe what has been going on in the HRR department. Drama. So much drama. But you know what? I can fill you in later if you want to if you want to take a little bit of time. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just take my 
slab of pizza plasma upstairs. That's okay. All right. I'll tell you later what those scrubber bot scamps have been up to. (laughs) No, but seriously, I think there is a desert one. No, I don't think that there is, Winchell. (laughs) And uh, Walt takes the stairs up to his room. (laughs) Tell me about this beat. (laughs) This beat uh, was alone in a crowd on the Loneliness Beats track. Problems go unsolved and you feel worse, all because you don't have the help you need. Plus one doom or minus two with one faction. Let's keep tanking this Wix score, baby. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> minus five. <laughs> um, All right, so what do we want to? What do we want to take here? I think coming out of this, Walt is going to take a doom. Sounds good. What do we want to call this doom? Eating upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> family dinner. Family dinner. Oh yeah. Oh, family dinner. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Star listeners, it's me, Lena, your Slugmaster Game Blaster. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Quantum Kickflip. Did you know? The Slug Blaster Game of the Year edition campaign is live now. In addition to other excellent swag that you can get with your pledge, all new backers will get high-resolution maps of the Golden Jungle and Thenispar for your own table. Go to slugblaster.com to back the project today. You can support us by following us at Quantum Kickflip on social media, where we post new episode updates, audiograms, and more. You can also support us by subscribing to Quantum Kickflip on Patreon. For just $2 a month, you can get access to every new episode of Quantum Kickflip two days early. And for just $5 a month, you get early access plus exclusive bi-weekly bonus content such as outtakes, interviews, and more. If you become a patron today, you can listen to my behind-the-scenes episode where I talk about the making of the very first episode of Season 2, set in Prismatia. Now, chases are very much emphasized as a big part of Slug Blaster. You know, don't ever be afraid to cut and run. A big monster is coming. Cheese it! And then you mark a progress track and a danger track and that kind of stuff. Chases are a big deal because eventually Slug Blasters are going to get in over your heads. Unless you're my slug blasters. <laughs> to listen to this behind-the-scenes deep dive and so much more, head to patreon.com slash quantumkickflip and subscribe today. I'd like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. To learn more, head to amaas.ca. We release Quantum Kickflip bi-weekly, so you can catch the beginning of a brand new episode on Wednesday, October 25th. Let's get you back to the action. Yeah, deep in the Tower of Kindred, uh, kind of a couple floors down, probably from where the bot shop is, is uh, Captain Scrap's stack of crap. (laughs) (laughs) There's one giant stack. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> Trev is there, like, merrily going around, and there's like a, a staircase that kind of goes around the stack of crap that you Very just good. like <laughs> <laughs> swirls around the outside. That's a whole structure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Trev is there happily, just like, kind of like uh, whistling away as he's going around. Uh, except it wouldn't be like a normal whistle, it is like a MIDI sound, so it's just like what a whistling would be, but just a MIDI up and down and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you give me a little whistle and I'll convert it in post? Oh, perfect. <laughs> I got what I need. Trev is looking through all of this, trying to find some things to upgrade because he's realizing he needs more uh, power. He's running out of resources by the end of these runs. And he digs in and he's able to find uh, kind of the parts and components uh, that he needs for a new stabilizer, which will give him uh, uh, another boost uh, on, on his runs. And so, and he has it, and he knows exactly where to insert it. Like, he finds that, the, the whole part kind of right out of there. And uh, he knows it's kind of like in his back. But his arms, like, they rotate in the shoulder and tries to get it in there. But it's like his back plate is just out of the way. So he tries to keep going, and it just rotates his uh, uh, on his hips. So he turns more and more <laughs> and more, and he's and he starts speeding up, and he's starting to kind of like twirl on his like stationary <laughs> legs, trying to reach into his back panel, <laughs> like like a dog chasing its own yeah. tail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and he eventually stops and takes it in the other hand and tries to go, and it starts spinning the other way. <laughs> does the whole like hands uh, like the the hands on his hip, looking at the thing and like scratching his head. It seems that they're is no way to insert this without taking it to the scrubber bots. Oh, no. Having some trouble there, friend? Uh, Trev? Trev uh, Hello, it is Stanch. I remember you. Oh, uh, well, good. I remember you, too. What, what are you doing down at the crap stack? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was here just looking for new parts to upgrade myself. Uh, I have been doing... Secret slug blasting missions. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> oh well. Uh, do you do you need any help installing the? What is, what is that? A stabilizer you got there? Uh, uh it is indeed. It goes into uh, my back right here. I uh, yes, yeah. Let me starts chasing his tail again. <laughs> it's just right, right here. Start pointing <laughs> at it and. <laughs> oh, easy there. Let me. I. I'm familiar with the right hatch here. Let's uh, crank that open. I'll part these wires. Oh, got a little oil dripping down here. I'm sorry. And you want this to hook in past the left-hand gear. And if I... Oh, sorry. I just... <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Sorry. I'm, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm tightening a diode for you. And there. Yeah, oh, thank you. Does that feel secure? It does seem... To be working just fine. Thank you very much for your help, Stanch. And he goes to give Stanch uh, a gold star and just bloop, <laughs> like onto your like little name tag there. Is it in the exact same place as his previous? Gold oh star? yeah, just like right over top. <laughs> yep, perfect. I'll never get tired of that feeling, <laughs> special each time. Well, I mean, you deserve to be rewarded for such a good job. Uh, thank you, Trev. Did, were you looking for any other parts here? Or? Would I be able to escort you back to the shop? I should get back to the shop before it is noticed that I'm not back yet, because I should not be out. 
<laughs> this uh, parts run is also one of your secrets. Uh, yes. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> so uh, you, uh, Stanch and Trev, start like making their way. You know, gives the couple of credits to the uh, the person at the front, uh, who you know doesn't even really look up. And then yeah, we start walking down the halls. And you see, it was it was actually the regulator on the hyperlift that I needed to tune up, and it wasn't actually the decompressor. <laughs> they had sent in the wrong form the entire operation. <laughs> Fascinating. I cannot believe it. How could they possibly confuse the two different forms? <laughs> Quite a silly mistake, honestly. It's, it's great to be able to talk to you again, Trev. It is a pleasure to talk to you as well, Stanch. <laughs> I know that we spent a lot of time together before, and I do not remember a lot of it. Why did you stop renting me? Well, uh, Trev, uh, if I'm being honest, uh, money became a bit of an issue toward uh, the end of things, and constant rentals aren't aren't free. <laughs> mm. Indeed. Perhaps I could find a way, uh, because I am frequently rented by Gold Star Disaster. Uh, I mean, by a slug blasting crew. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, have the, the, they cover my rentals, so perhaps I could come and visit. Well, Trev, no, I, I would never want to take advantage of someone else's time with you. And uh, Honestly, you've done more than enough for me. I, it would take lifetimes for me to pay you back for everything you've done. And I don't want to put you into any more hard spots like before. Not too many people have said that to me. In fact, just one, according to my records. And Trev Ford takes another sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I know he says it's special every time, but don't wear it out on me. Thank you for uh, walking me back to the hyperlift. I should be able to get home from here. All right, well, yeah, I have to keep heading down this pedway anyway, but it was a wonderful surprise to run into you, Trav. Um, do take care, all right? It was nice to see you again, friend. You as well. And Trevor gets on to the uh, hyperlift. The two of you part ways. But before the doors of the hyperlift can close, someone sneaks in at the last moment. What do you think you're doing? Uh, and Trefor, you recognize this man. You recognize him because you scanned him the first time he snuck into a hyperlift and gave your crew a warning before you set off to Vestige. This is Shamb from Shimmer. Hello, Sham from an organization that may or may not be known as Shimmer. <laughs> so, you messing things up again, or what? Not intentionally. I have been very helpful to my crew. You're kidding me. Did you ever really get that chip out? No. <sighs> it's getting involved with people like that that screwed things up with us in the first place. Are you going to be an asset this time, or are you going to be a liability? I will be an asset, 
if it helps. Oh, it had better help. We don't need you pulling the rug out from under us again to help settle the debts of a friend. Mm. I will do better. Right. Good. I'm going to hold you to that, Trev. Because <laughs> I may not feel this way, but Gabor, he really liked you. And he was real heartbroken when you did what you did. But it seems like you and that chip have reunited again. Let's hope it stays that way. It will stay this way. Good. We'll be in touch. The five of you, Gold Star Disaster, you're going to be very important for what comes next. Well, that sounds like an interesting challenge. We shall live up to it. (laughs) The door opens, and Shamb quickly leaves. Well, have a good day! <laughs> Tell me about this beat. Uh, <laughs> uh, this beat was actually a, a twofer. I did a little bit of in the labs, and that's how I got a, a new stabilizer. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the other one was uh, catching feelings from the heart playbook. Uh, the relationship blooms, uh, but things get more complicated too. What's at stake? Which teammate uh, disapproves? Uh, it's not so much a teammate that d- disapproves. It's, a, a, I guess, a, a shimmer uh, mm-hmm. that disapproves. Uh, and I get plus one legacy and plus one uh, <clears throat> fracture. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. But we just cleared all our... We were down to none, and now we have two. Mm-hmm. I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> Is it a similar deal where we call the legacy and the fracture the same thing? Asset? Ooh. Asset is good. Asset or liability? Asset or liability. Maybe. Asset is one and li- like asset yeah, is yeah, legacy. Yeah. Liability is the... Yeah. <laughs> I love that. We catch up with Maybelline as she's descending down through the old abandoned theater in Lansden Tower and into the big empty floor that has been cleared out to make way for ventilators um, on her way into Trinity Municipal Park. And I think normally this is, you know, an area that she moves cautiously through. She's not allowed to be down here. If anyone happened to see her, she could be in a lot of trouble. Uh, but I think today she's on her board. She's zipping around and weaving through pillars and stuff. And she's got a big smile on her face. Uh, and she's got her phone in her hand. Uh, because she, through the Nexo chat, received uh, a message from Walton Wick inviting her to meet up and talk. And she doesn't know any more than that about what this could mean uh, for their relationship or for the crew. Um, but just the fact that Walton took the initiative and reached out, she is beaming and she cannot wait to get down there. Yeah, you are racing through, you make it, uh, and you go through the doors uh, into the open air of Trinity Municipal Park. It's a clear day or as clear as floor 198 gets. Um, and as you make your way to the central point of this park, uh, ever so excited to meet up with Walton Wick, uh, I'm going to let Michael take it from here. May Zandy as I live and breathe. Mondo, what, what the fucks are you doing here? I, I mean, I thought, what, what the fucks are you doing here? Oh, well, he's up. No need to get your fist swinging like a phoenix over here. Did you call me to? How did you know I was going to be here? 
same way you know where to find me in a castle. And he uh, opens up the left side of his vest and you can see stitched into it uh, the link patch duo that the two of them share. And Maeve glances into the into the inside of her own lapel and is like, right. Look, I know you probably don't want to see me right now. In fact, it's probably one of the furthest things from what you actually want in this moment, but I needed to come back and talk things over. I just... Hans and Decembrio, we hit a bit of a rocky spot there, and really, I, I didn't, that's that's quite the surprise. Look, mate, I didn't know who else to turn to. We used to have something so close, you and I, back when we. I mean, were, I, I love my time with Mad Method. I, I had a great time with all of you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about before Mad Method. It was just you and me. learning what slug blasting was to start with and then dreaming up Mad Method together knowing that we could be a crew and we could actually do something with that come forward out of be where we were neglected nobodies then why'd you leave me if it meant that much to you if all those dreams were were so important then why was the side of me with the, the Arborist, the Arborist that you left me with, such a deal breaker for you? Look, I made a bad call. For me, growing up with the Arborist and feeling like I never had any connection with them, I left, I made a huge choice to turn away and leave that behind. Something about seeing you in there with them, I... I just wanted you to turn and make that step with me, but... I didn't know what to do. Getting that close to the orbit of the Arborist again, I couldn't get tangled in their roots. And then things got more difficult when I sold the dagger off to Twinkle. And it was a whole thing. But all that's happened now. I'm not running any more stuff for them. And for the moment, it seems like Mad Method's not a thing. And you're the only person I knew I could turn to left. I know I seem like a real Zang staffer coming at you like this, but... You know, May, I... I just needed to talk to a friend. I understand. But listen, you gotta realize that... It's, it's never gonna be like it was. I... I have a crew now. Crew that doesn't turn their back on me. Crew that has a real shot at being something and like it or not, I let go of you a long time ago. I had to. It was it was all I could do to survive and I think maybe you need to do the same with me. And she reaches into the inside of her jacket. Uh, and grabs the patch and kind of pulls it a loose thread and gives it a solid yank and rips it out of the lining and hands it back to Mondo. He flinches a bit as you tear it from the fabric. And then very gently he reaches out and using two of his hands, he sort of clasps around yours, taking taking the patch from you. Not trying to keep yeah. you from that, but like sort of holds for a moment. Let's out a sigh and sort of pulls you into... A slight embrace. She she hugs him back and pulls him in tight. They're both Thanisparsians and 
God, it's, it's a good hug. <laughs> eight hands wrapped yeah. around in total. Oof. Maeve gives good hugs to everybody, but when you got two people with eight hands, oh, boy, oh, two yeah. people with four hands, yeah. Now, this is a lovely scene, but it's not the scene that I was expecting to see here. Michael, where's Walton? <laughs> Walt has been uh, pacing back and forth through the empty department store halls in uh, uh, Zenith 98 Hub. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to think, oh, how do I how do I talk to Maeve? I, I haven't said anything to her since I left the crew. And I don't know, I, Brynn and I sh- sent a few letters back and forth. And Helix said that really nice thing in the interview. And, and I saw Trev walking by the bot shop and I didn't know how to say hi, but I... Maeve's, I gotta make this right. I gotta, I gotta go in. Maeve's been the heart of Goldstar disaster, and if anything's gonna work out between me and the crew, I, I just gotta set it right with Maeve. Okay, I can do this. Straighten up the tie. All right, I'm walking through and. Oh, Vox. <laughs> Camera pans from Walt's face over to this scene off in the distance of the two Thenespartians locked in an embrace. And Walt is feeling so awkward he does not know what to do at all. <laughs> a little gust of wind sort of blows by and tussles his hair and the tie flaps in it. And he sadly casts his eyes down and walks back into the mall. Maeve, you and Mondo say goodbye. Mondo departs, taking the Thin Zone back to Prismadia. Who knows where he's going to go next? And you look around an empty Trinity Municipal Park, and you realize, well, it's not coming. I think she hangs around for a while still just to give it a chance, but I think she knows that she's waiting on nothing here, and ultimately she kicks off on her board and heads back to Lansdon Tower a little less uh, eagerly than she arrived. Tell me about this beat. Uh, This was the beat of quitting. The moment you finally give up. Why? What finally broke you? Who have you let down besides yourself? Uh, And this is in my grit track, uh, which is all about, you know, persevering and working your way towards a goal. This is sort of the the dark night of the soul along the way to that track. But our our goal, uh, as as regular listeners know, was winning Walton's heart. Uh, And this is the moment that Maybelline quits at that goal. (laughs) So what do you incur as a result of taking this beat? Uh, you know, I uh, I take on one doom, which, uh, what do we want to mm. call it, like, letting go, or... Something about, like, holding on and letting go. <laughs> Ooh, that's, I like that, holding on and letting go. Uh, so yeah, I've got the, the doom and uh, uh, fracture, and then uh, that and looks like everything. Uh, just a doom and a fracture. <laughs> a doom... <laughs> And a fracture. And a fracture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just said the whole thing about how she's got a real crew now that won't turn their backs on each other and how they're going to go places. So I don't think this can be our third fracture because that would mean things for the crew. Yes, it does. When a third fracture is taken, after all of your fracture boxes are full, <laughs> you break up. Everyone marks one doom, and one or more PCs must leave the crew. 
reconciliation requires a significant sacrifice. And this reads to me a little bit less like a member leaving the crew. I mean, Walt did leave the crew a little while ago, but maybe between Brinley's new work at Post Host, Shimmer, keeping an eye on Trev 4, Helix's involvement with the Pinnacle Project, among other things, Gold Star Disaster just doesn't have time for each other right now. We catch up with Brinley. It is the middle of the night shift. Mm. This is she has never done this before. It has always been daylight hours uh, when she's working. Sometimes evening, but never night. Yeah. Um, and she is at. I think she's at a low floor, one of those empty ones that has been stripped. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's just like very echoey and empty, and there's nothing there. Yeah. And she has a package that she has not opened. Mm-hmm. It is not marked in any way. Mm-hmm. And she is she she like hands it off to a, a person who meets her, and it's all very uh, clandestine. Clandestine, even though Bryn is who she is and is making it goofy as much as she can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Do I have to get your signature? I never confirmed. No. No, you don't get my signature. Just hand it over. Oh, all right. Uh, thanks for uh, uh, giving Postos your business. You never saw me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is but one of many similar types of deliveries that Brinley has been making lately. Uh, at the behest of Shimmer, uh, she gets a... She She's in contact with Hattie most closely, so she'll get uh, just, like, coordinates and, uh, and, like, the package is waiting for you. So they're going through Post Host. Mm-hmm. That's where the packages are stored, and then Bryn just goes to wherever the coordinates are to to hand off the the delivery, which is actually like kind of how deliveries work anyway. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know anything about the stuff that she's uh, delivering. She doesn't know anything about the people she's delivering to. It's all very hush hush. And I think yeah, it is a lot more at like all hours and weird hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. It might also be fair to say that in addition to these underground clandestine deliveries, you've also been making a lot more very public deliveries to Mm. other towers. Like, maybe there are almost like reception parties uh, and press conferences as you make these deliveries. I brought the donuts. (laughs) (laughs) She's like catering for these events. I love that. That's very fun. (laughs) Just her. And she just is like balancing stacks of boxes of food. It's a little bit an entertainment act in and of itself. The the rich people all applaud politely. Yeah, Yeah, she does that thing where she has like, like a like a tray of glasses and by moving her hand up and down the glasses like the water doesn't move at all but yeah. she's moving she's like stabilizing it as she as she moves through the Brindley tower Brinley learns balancing acts yeah. through this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. picturing Brinley like up on a podium and like a crowd of people like expectantly looking up for a speech and Brinley just being like I need someone to sign for the- <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like yay <laughs> say the line Bart um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and I think she, of course, is getting her regular wages from Post Host, but uh, occasionally she also finds a little uh, delivery of her own mm. uh, in the form of components to help beef out her gravity blaster. 
All right. Tell me about these beats. Uh, so this is a combination. Uh, this is being good, mm-hmm. chores, homework, Bible study, <laughs> showing up for your shifts on time, you know, actually trying, clear to trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's showing up for shifts mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. On, on time and the time is midnight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I also want to do some in the lab to gain some components and hopefully uh, make some that and that's justifying that by getting these these bonuses from Shimmer. Perfect. All right. Uh, so you rolled two dice. Um, and what kind of stuff did you get? Right. So I got a bunch of like roll agains, which is awesome. So I actually ended up getting four components. I have one of each. I have a lens, a coil, a disc and a gem. Uh, which I'm going to use right away. And then I also have an extra one that I get to choose. So I'm going to you know, slot that away for a, a rainy day. Um, but I am using the lens and the gem to get gravity spasm. Mark one turbo to avoid a physical slam by creating a brief invisible force field. Nice. And I'm also, uh, much like Trev 4, getting a stabilizer to gain one boost. Nice. Brinley is never going to take a slam ever again. <laughs> no, she is untouchable. Uh, and yes, you are truly becoming the hero of Lansdon. In your deliveries, you have never gone to higher floors in other towers or lower floors. Walt finds himself in a familiar location at the bottom of an egg cream served to him. At Apple Beacons. <laughs> he and Carcinican are pulled up at the bar, and Walt's sitting there drowning his confusion and sorrows in in frothy uh, dairy beverages. <laughs> uh, having wanted to talk with Maeve, considering the amount of support she had given him in the time during Goldstar Disaster for, I'm sure, no particular reasons other than being good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he really wanted to reestablish that connection and somehow stumbling into uh, another moment, feeling like he was intruding, just not knowing what to do, became very overwhelmed and has found himself here. Just, he's messed things up with Gold Star Disaster. He's messed things up with the Wicks and he's never felt so alone. Oh, hey, Walt, is that you? Bradley. Oh, uh, sorry, I got a egg mustache. Uh... Uh, how's, how's it going here? I, what, are, what are you doing here? Uh, Bradley uh, runs up very excited. And he's like, uh, oh, I mean, you know, there's the arcade and that's really cool. And uh, I was actually doing some Daibokin training. Of course. Yeah, you've been training up with Adderkin again? Yeah. And not just Adderkin. Check it out. And Bradley pulls out his uh, Daibo vice and this uh, light emanates from it. And the hard light sort of takes the form of this serpentine creature. And it uh, dissipates, revealing not Adderkin, but Viperkin, the data-surged form. Whoa! You're back into surging! Yes, we have formed an alliance as fragile as it may be. (laughs) Viperkin! <laughs> this is incredible to see. I remember when you were in far greater surge states before we got here, and now you're right back at it. So encouraging, isn't it, Walton? You said it, bud. It's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Iago, isn't it? Typokin. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley, that, that's incredible. I- 
you're making great progress. I, I'm glad you stuck with it, man. Thanks. Honestly, I couldn't have done it without your help. Without my help? What, what did I do? What did you do? I mean, first of all, you really helped me out at Daibokan. I, I maybe was even thinking that I wouldn't even train a Daibokan anymore. I thought I wasn't cut out for it, but, but you really set me right, and you talk some sense into me, and, and I've really stuck with it, and have really worked on the bond with Viperkin, like you said. I guess I did give you that advice, huh? Yeah, you really came through for me. Walton, you've done so much for so many people. I certainly must say that I've never felt that our bond has been any stronger than now. I know you've been going through a lot between the different crews and things, but I've never felt closer to you as a Daibokin and trainer partnership. You do strengthen the bonds of all those you encounter. (laughs) (laughs) That really means a lot, you three. Maybe I don't need a crew right now, but... Carcinogen, as long as you and I are working together, I think we can go on all kinds of adventures still. Yes! In fact, why don't we perhaps stop ordering egg creams and go do a little training? Please? (laughs) You're racking up quite the tab here, Walton. Oh yeah, I hear that you've been doing some sort of, like, tournament thing? Is that true? Oh, right, the tournament! Well, we haven't been training for that at all, Carcinogen. <laughs> well, it's not too late, Walton. There's still time before the next round of this underground tournament. If we get back to training, I'm sure we'll be the cream of the crop. Egg cream of the yeah. crop. <laughs> all right. Let's get to it. Walt, uh, it goes to... <laughs> It's like the end of a Pokemon episode where it's a freeze frame, but you can tell it's all hand-painted instead of cell-animated at all. Mm-hmm. It's just him doing a big cheers of an egg cream glass, and Bradley's jumping in the air in the background, and it's it's uh, it's it's inspiring. That's beautiful. <laughs> there is the freeze frame, but I think after the freeze frame, when you snap out of it, Bradley will challenge you to a friendly uh, Daibokin battle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell me about this beat. Uh, this beat was, you earned it. A trophy, a trick named after you, a scholarship, a moment you'll cherish forever, plus one legacy. Egg cream of the crop. Egg, egg cream, cream of the crop. crop. Egg cream <laughs> of the crop. It is egg cream of the crop. Our camera of our imagination fades in, and we, we before we even see anything, we hear uh, sizzling and clattering of pots and pans and, and knives on cutting boards and, and shouting, uh, various incoherent shouting, uh, as we uh, fade in on a busy kitchen scene um, with uh, operablins and uh, occasional uh, other types of people moving back and forth hurriedly as they uh, try and combat the launch rush. And in amongst all of this, uh, we see uh, Maybelline, who is, uh, with one of her forehands, is like chopping vegetables on a cutting board, and with another one has a spatula and is like flipping stuff on a flat top, um, and with another one is like uh, moving the little tickets along, like the, the receipts on the little ticket line, um, and with the fourth one is uh, mopping her brow with a, with a rag that she keeps tucked into the side of her apron, because <laughs> uh, yeah. it's hot and sweaty in this kitchen. Uh, this is the kitchen in the Arborist Temple. 
where uh, Maeve has been uh, volunteering a lot more lately. Um, but she looks very focused on her uh, work here, her, her four tasks at once. Uh, yeah, I think your your focus is so absolute that you don't notice this person approaching you until he speaks and kind of snaps you out of it. Uh, Maeveline, there you are. I need more potatoes. Who's on prep? We need more peeling. Uh, uh, Tarman? Uh, I have a transmission here for you. Uh, can, can it wait? I'm kind of in the middle of three or four things right now. Charlotte, we got to get those orders out. We need the top clear. There's, we got more orders up, and the old orders are still sitting there. You got to get them out to the people. I'm trying, Maybelline. Someone spilled iced tea all over the floor. Hmm. That's <laughs> not my problem right now, Charlotte. I'm carrying. I'm carrying. Okay, Tarma, what is it? Hmm, I don't know. Forrester? Hello, Maybelline. And Maeve glances over to Tarmit, who's Agnes being holding up the little hollow orb with a holographic projection of Carmina. Yep. Uh, and her chopping slows a little. The the cooking on the flat top starts to starts to burn a little around the edges. Like, Car- Carmina. Uh, sorry, I'm uh, in the middle. Uh, w- what is it? I've just been speaking to Forrester Tarmit recently about your activities around the Arborist's Temple of late. You know, since our last very heated conversation. I don't know what Tarman's been telling you, but I, I swear I've been I've been showing up. I've been putting in the work. Oh, I can see. And also mind that patty on the flat top. It needs to be flipped. Right, right. Sorry. She quickly flips it. Does, does like a showy flip in the air and <laughs> sears it down on the flat top. Order up! Sorry, continue. It's, it's all very impressive, Maeve. I, I just, I wanted to take this opportunity, though. It, it seems like your uh, attentions are, are very split. Don't have a lot of time, as it were. Uh, just wanted to say, I, I, I see that you're working very hard on uh, stepping up your game vis-a-vis arborist duties. Uh, that is what Forrest Retirement has been filling me in on. Uh, he is quite pleased with your performance. Some of your peers in the temple are quite pleased uh, with your participation uh, and uh, just considering the nature of our relationship and the nature of the last conversation we had, I felt it prudent to let you know uh, that I, I, I see uh, an improvement and it's uh, has not gone unnoticed. Listen, Tarman's lying. He's out to get... M- Wait, sorry. Brain catching up. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm doing what I can. Th- thank you, I guess. Uh and you, Tarmit. Glad glad to know it's being appreciated. It truly is, Maybelline. It seems like your priorities are starting to come into place. Uh, what changed? Yes, that was going to be my next question as well. What do you mean, what changed? I'm, I'm an arborist. I, I have to do the arborist stuff, right? That's part of it. There was a period of time where your commitment to the arborists seemed seriously in question. We couldn't find you. You weren't showing up for the classes or the seminars. And, well, it seems like there's a night and day difference. She kind of sighs and mops her brow again. She's like, I guess I just... I got tired of people turning their backs on me. And I was thinking it over and I realized that Maybe the only people who haven't turned their backs on me at one point or another are you all here. And in fact, if anything, maybe I was the one doing the walking away, despite y'all doing everything you possibly could to give me second chance after second chance. And I just, I don't know, something clicked. I, I realized who's really been been there for me all this time. So 
just trying to pay some of that kindness back, I guess. And she like quickly flips the stuff from the grill onto a plate and passes it between from one hand to another hand to another hand off to Sharla without breaking eye contact with Charmin the whole time. <laughs> That's wonderful to hear, Maybelline. And I certainly didn't want to to doubt your commitment with our question. I just hope you can appreciate uh, that. Uh, <laughs> it's very very surprising but uh uh that's great to hear i'm glad i'm glad you've had this a uh, personal revelation maybelline we need three more beet steaks a side salad and a vuxinot of rice oh sorry about the language forester sorry we've been over the charlotte anything goes in the kitchen anything goes okay vuxin give me that rice <laughs> <laughs> a plate gets passed through the hologram of carmina and she kind of fizzles and then comes back in focus <laughs> Behind you! <laughs> Behind <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm glad to hear that this is all going over well, but um, can, can we maybe save the rest of this conversation for later? I got orders up and, and orders coming in, and I just, I gotta move. There's a lot of arborists at this temple, and they get hungry. A- absolutely. Uh, great job, Maybelline. Um, I'm very impressed. We gotta get the Wellingtons out of the oven! And she glances at uh, Tarman and is like, Yam, Wellingtons, don't worry. I know you guys don't do the meat thing. Uh, the call with Carmina uh, ends, and uh, Forrester Tarmant pockets the uh, orb. And he actually comes in next to you and mm-hmm. starts helping with the, the meal prep. And he says, you keep this up, Maybelline, and a promotion may be in order quite soon. And Maybelline thinks back to that uh, moment seeing Sharla's untethering ceremony all the way back in, like, the first episode and looks at Tarman and says, that's the plan. Tell me about this beat. Uh, this was Redemption, the end of the family beats. Who makes the first move toward forgiveness? What's changed? How will you treat each other differently now? Minus two doom and plus one legacy or traits. Amazing. I feel like it makes most sense to get rid of the uh, Doom, Myopic, and Ultimatum. I believe those were the ones that you incurred throughout the family trait. That makes total sense to me, yep. And would you like a legacy or a trait? I would like a trait. What trait are you taking? I am going to take the trait of skill, and the skill is you've spent hours and hours practicing blank. If this would help you with an action, you could mark one trouble to upgrade a one to three result to a, uh, into a four to five result. Uh, and the, the blank in question, you've spent hours and hours practicing arborism. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly what that'll look like in practice, because I want to make sure it's not like too, too min-maxy, um, but I think it maybe just looks like if I'm following the tenets of arborism and, and being true to the arborist side of Maybelline, that maybe can act as an advantage in certain instances. I love it. And with that, we go to our final scene of the episode. As time goes on, each member of Gold Star Disaster demonstrates commitment. Maybelline to the arborists, Trev Four to his friend Stanch, Walton to his bond with his Dibokim partner, Brinley to Post Host and Shimmer, and Helix to the Pinnacle Project and to the art of slug blasting. The towers are beginning to experience more communication, more cooperation, and more cohesion than ever before. Operablum has never been closer together, and Gold Star Disaster has never been more disjointed.